cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or follow us on Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Bella. And this week is Ocean Rikio Part 2. Bow, 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 bow. So to recap, if you didn't <laughs> listen to the last episode, we established that Shoko Asahara grew up super poor and blind, became an acupuncturist, and then we talked about Kentucky Fried Chicken for like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much it. That's pretty on brand for us. Great. So <laughs> where we left off, was that Shoko Asahara had uh, filed for religious exemption for taxes. So they're now a certified religion. They're not being investigated by the government. And he is now obsessed with the concept of Harumageddon and Doomsday, essentially. Coupled with kind of a sprinkling of karma, of kind of a weird concept of good and bad karma. Essentially, the way he believed in karma is that you could inflict bad karma upon people to bring them good. He called it POA, the concept of POA. So you could hurt or kill someone, and not only would you be doing them good, but you'd be doing yourself huh. even better. Interesting. That's backwards. By bringing them good karma. Yeah, it's okay. kind of... It's a little weird. So, so he it's... hadn't introduced this to the cult yet, but it was kind of a thought process that he was kind of playing with himself. How often did he play with himself? Yeah, Paige. I mean, it sounds like from like 1978 to 1995. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get them thighs strong. Yeah. Uh, Harumageddon becomes central to the cult's paranoia, and it becomes of their a big part of their mythos and storyline. Um, Shoko Asahara would make doomsday prophecies based on astral vision and intuitive wisdom. That's or so the only said. way to make doomsday prophecies. <laughs> Instead, I mean, he was just an asshole with no vision, <laughs> faking his astral vision. Uh, he loved Nostradamus. Okay. So did Jim Jones. He loved Nostradamus, specifically one prophecy that said, after the big destruction, the next leader is going to come from the east. Huh. Which is vague. Hey, my name is Vinny. I come from the East Coast and I'm going to be the leader. Yeah, the East where? Also, it's Nostradamus from like forever ago. Which big destruction? Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? fuck? Oh, it's an, oh, it's an, okay. 
Okay, what the fuck happened? One, one of my hair extensions <laughs> fell out. One of Marie's extensions <laughs> fell out in the middle of the episode. And oh I tried God. to gently place it on Armando. <laughs> I almost punched her. Over hair? I didn't know what she was doing. When I had had weft extensions, which is like long strips of hair that they Uh clip in or like beat in because I had the semi-permanent ones. And they took them out and they replaced them with these. And I stuck my old ones in the glove box, which is super ratchet. And my husband, he opened it and he... It was like that for like a week. And finally the other day he's like, you need to get your creepy fucking wig out of the glove box. (laughs) Your creepy fucking... My sister wears wefts. Does she? Mm -hmm. They're the greatest. This bullshit has been happening. She told me that these little keratin... Anyway, that's for another podcast. She told me these were great. And they have been falling out left and right. Welcome to Marie's hair extension podcast. (laughs) There you go. So, his initial prediction was that nuclear war would bring out Harumageddon sometime between 1999 and 2003. Solid, solid guess. Um, I'm going to guess that Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace is Harumageddon. (laughs) 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 It was 2001. That's, yeah. There you go. A lot of bad things in 2001. Yeah, it was not a, not a good year. Oh, shit. 9-11 was 2001, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what no, I was... I was like, episode one. Not like totally forgetting the actual Harumageddon. Cool. Oh, boy. <laughs> right when he said it. Fuck, guys. This religion is true. Yeah. Like, his prediction came true. Forget everything we've said. Join Om Shinrikyo. <laughs> no, just kidding. God. Uh, his initial goal was to be, like, the head guru leader of Earth. With minor kind of Buddhas under him that he would basically station in every country and continent of the world. So, I don't know why. (laughs) That's a solid game plan. Yeah. I mean, delegate. Yeah. Delegate. It just sounds like a corporate ladder with, like, interesting... (laughs) You know, here, we don't really do, like, the corporate... So, like, I'm not a CEO, per se. I'm, like, a guru. (laughs) And you're not, like, board members. You're more, like, Buddhas. You get get stock options, and then we cater lunch on Fridays. And then if you want to watch Netflix in the great room, just go ahead. (laughs) Well, that's weird. (laughs) Paige is just describing her actual job right now. Oh, boo, boo. He wanted to be the head guru over a bunch of Buddhas and that their delegation of Buddhas would bring peace and prevent Harumageddon. Allegedly. Maybe let a little bit slip through the cracks, but don't, you know, don't hold it against him. Well, remember, this is early. This is like 1989. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that he probably changes his mindset, as we'll hear kind of more about, mm. where he gets so paranoid about people thinking that he is not who he says he is, that he decides to prove that he is who he says he is by bringing about Harumageddon. Um, he started charging $350 a session for psychic wow. appointments. Wow. Uh, for miracle injury cures, and he promised a 90% win rate on all future Mahjong games. Wow. What? <laughs> what? 90%. I know. Mahjong? <laughs> yeah, Mahjong. 
Oh my god. I know. Wow. Get your Windows 98 self out. <laughs> like, or go down to a mahjong parlor and try and talk to any person there. What'd you say about Domino's? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm aware of, I know what mahjong is. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh they, they started recruiting hardcore. <laughs> Uh, and they started using cult tactics that we've seen in pretty much every other cult that we've in, looked at so far. So his big thing was to find people who felt like they didn't belong and then convince them that they belonged in Om Shinrikyo. Of course. Hmm. Yeah. So he instructed all of his followers that were working with potential recruits. Uh, he instructed them to believe any supernatural experience that person would bring up and to tell them it was proof of their destiny with Om Shinrikyo, that they had been a trainee in a past life, which meant that they were at a higher level. And if they would come in and study, they would be great almost instantly. Hold on. Okay. It's literally auditing. So, yeah. But he said they had been a trainee in a past life from for his organization. That's correct. That is less than five years old. That's and correct. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, you got it. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good at math, they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one follower claimed to be able to shatter light bulbs wherever he walked into a room. He There's no record of him actually doing it. Them. He just claimed it. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm, I just got a lot of rocks and well, I walk like, into a lot of rooms. But like what kind of a superpower is that? Like that's some useless bullshit if that's the case. Then I don't want you coming over to my house because I don't want a dark fucking house. Hey, Stay home. You say that, but then when Lightman comes around, I'll, you'll need me. You'll call. Um... So that trick or the promise of that trick converted a lot of people. (laughs) I don't want to know how to do that. (laughs) Again. Tell me how to manifest pizza from thin air and then we'll talk. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or some KFC. Or promise Marie that she can eat gluten again and then let's do it. All I fucking want is to be able to eat gluten and have hair extensions that don't fall out. There you go. That's all I want. No, I get it. But like, what if you walked into a room and then like, you know? Okay. I don't know, Ray okay. Romano. <laughs> Opposite Dumbledore. Oh. Why don't you... <laughs> so he started a kind of almost Kickstarter slash Patreon style tier system for sacred gifts. Multi-level marketing? Um, Cult style? No. It's, mo- it's way more like Kickstarter. <laughs> if okay. you donate $5, you get a t-shirt. Yes! <laughs> if you donate $10... Eternal life um, it's, and also a t-shirt. And also a t-shirt yeah. and stickers and keychains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was a seven hundred dollar minimum buy-in. So if wow. you wanted the extra episodes without ads, seven hundred dollars. And what uh, would you get, pray tell? Uh, in and to the cult, no keychain, <laughs> nothing. I'm out. Um, there were other tiers that would include things like photos or private lessons with some of the higher members. Um, the $2,000 tier was the highest, like, initial entry tier. Wow, dream bigger. And yeah. that, well, there there are bigger levels after that. Yeah. This is just, like, your first day. Okay. okay. So, depending on what you're willing to give up your first day. Uh, that $2,000 tier came with two gallons of Shoko Asahara's bath water. Gross! <laughs> Uh. The fuck? Now, I would like to remind you, we looked at pictures of Shoko Asahara. I don't want his bathwater. I mean, 
There are very few people on this whose bathwater I, I want. want anybody's. That is nasty. I like, don't want my own bathwater. Like, it's a short list. Who's on that uh. list? Chris Evans. <laughs> Chris Evans and Oscar Isaac. Okay. I, I will take either one's bathwater. What take about a... Stabler? Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> so, okay, it's a longer list than I... Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, take yeah. Uh, the Kool-Aid man's bathwater because it's just actual Kool-Aid. I think that's blood. <laughs> <laughs> From smashing through walls. Like, oh yeah! Oh no! I cut no. myself. <laughs> like, yeah. He just Hemorrhage. shatters and yes. in the distance is a man. Oh, now you need Lightbreaker Man! <laughs> I told you it has its purposes. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Ray Romano in this cult? <laughs> I had some extra money. <laughs> so if you wanted, if you wanted to buy Shoko Asahara's bathwater just on its own, like if you needed extra, a la carte, uh, a la carte, they were selling it for eight hundred dollars a quart. Jesus. Yeah. Hmm. How many? Cele- I bet you there's celebrities today that could sell their bathwater on eBay, and people would buy oh, it. Oh, like Chris Evans. I think people would buy like Kim Kardashian bathwater, depending on how much that bathwater was. $800 a quart, baby. No, like, I, don't, what, I don't have $800. Like, what would, what would you even do with that? Drink I mean, it. you know. Ew. Yeah, well, we'll get to what they did with it in a second. But, like, you know that if Lady Gaga sold her bathwater. Yes. People would buy that shit. That's what I'm saying. If like, Madonna sold their bathwater. If yeah. Justin Bieber sold his bathwater, there'd be some weird 16-year-old that would, like, get sepsis <laughs> from drinking it. Which yeah. Yeah. You, you know, try to wash with it and get pink eye or something. I don't Why did it's all just asshole bath water to you? You never know. That's you fair. Do not know. <laughs> I don't trust a guy who only takes. I don't trust a guy who takes enough bath baths to produce this much bath water. Here's the thing. I think at a certain point he was bathing to produce the water. Yeah. Like, at what point when you have an assembly line to get people bath water? Do you question your life choices? <laughs> You're like, I'm pruning. No, we need four more gallons. We got six new recruits. Like, when is that not weird? Because it's, I'm pruning, but it's $800 a quart. a quart. Yeah. It's like the fanciest frozen yogurt ever. I was just trying to think of something that comes in quarts. Um, Still cheaper than Voss, though. No. <laughs> That was a very Los Angeles joke. No one outside of 10 feet outside this room got that joke. Stupid glass water bottles. So they started to invent initiation rituals. I bought Boss the other day with my EVT and I felt great about That's the it. most. They had nothing else. Uh, where were you? Uh, I think it was in Hollywood, and I oh, just like I no, was on I, feel I was on like Fairfax, and like yeah, I just needed water. Nothing. I'm sorry. They, they sell vase at like newsstands on Fairfax. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they invented an initiation <laughs> ritual <laughs> where they would each drink spoonfuls of what they believed to be Asahara's blood from a wine. Oh. Glass. Now, I yes, that's super gross. I'm about 99.9% sure it was not actual blood in that glass. Oh, no shit, because he's not giving up that much blood. Well, he did start selling blood later. Oh. Allegedly. We don't know if it's actually his blood. His blood. So, remember how last time we talked about 
how this is kind of a weirdly Western cult. Yes. Yeah. This is another one of those things. Like, oh, now you want to play with my hair extension. Okay. <laughs> like, Continue. This, initi- <laughs> this initiation ritual is essentially communion. Yeah. Um, they were also fond of doing... Um, Lines? No. Not yet. <laughs> uh, laying hands rituals, kind of like you see in like Pentecostalism. Or, oh, or oh yeah. I thought you meant like, churches. I'm about to lay hands on you, boy. <laughs> you go catch these hands. Yeah. Uh, no. $800 a fist. Well, a, a lot like what James Jones used to do yeah. or, or other preachers like that where they would like put their hands on people and people would just like, shit, blah, 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 and just like freak out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, get carried away by the moment. Um, <laughs> so only the first, that was only the first of 20 different initiations the cult offered and required. One included drinking tea brewed with Asahara's hair. He can have my hair extension. There you uh. go. It was called the Holy Hair in- Initiation. Gross. They're so not clever. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No. A miracle pond was the bathwater ritual. Gross. Ugh. They what could is he, either. Why can't he, it's all just shit from his body. I know. Yeah. Well, they. Yeah. He's he's like monetizing himself. There's no overhead. Hey, tell them if they give me fifty bucks, I'll give them some of my dandruff. Ugh. Ew. My name's Asahara. I sound like this. They either bathed in the bathwater, which is slightly less gross to me. It's all gross. Yeah, or they drank it. It's all gross. Or they drank it. I mean, I'd rather bathe in it than drink it. If there was a oh, gun to my head and I had to decide, but... but I'm just picturing it lukewarm and just like slightly yellowed. Ah. With like a couple hairs just yeah. floating in it. Yeah, that's what I picture. And like an Ugh. old mason jar. Yo, I'm in a like vomit. someone would come into my office with it and be like, no, it's agave. Like that. Oh my God. Jeez. When I was in Portland, I went. we went to this weird tea house. And I was like, oh, he goes, do you want any sweetener in your tea? And I said, yeah, do you guys have any stevia? And he was like, oh, I have the stevia that I brewed in my home. Would you like me to use that? And because it's Portland and I know that that's how that place is. Because that's where I grew yeah. up. I was like, yeah, that's fine. And looked at me like the fuck <laughs> I got my tea it was a little funky it was like he definitely just dipped his dick in your tea <laughs> like, I breathed this stevia yeah. for you um, I call this the holy dick tea no. like holy hair I call this Earl short and curly's nope oh. Earl gray pubes Earl gray pubes <laughs> um so the final level of initiation was a one-on-one meeting with Asahara where you would both share a cup of tea. Only the initiate's tea would be spiked with... Homebrewed LSD, stevia. LSD. LSD. Oh. LSD. Like fucking always. Yep. Um, which would essentially give them a sense that like, oh my God, crazy holy shit's going on because... That, right. is, that is pretty genius. I told you a story earlier yes, of somebody who yes, unwillingly uh, spiked a tea with with um, yeah. LSD and caused everyone to freak out because once you know what's going to happen, you it suddenly... It makes it so much yeah, worse. It, like you're guaranteed to have a bad trip at that point. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't know what's going on, it is the most terrifying thing yeah. because and it's just crazy so yeah that's insane that's insane so as their popularity grew and now they had a sizable amount of money at their disposal 
Um, Shoko Asahara decided that it was time to found his first compound. So they settled in a small area right at the base of Mount Fuji. Um, in their compound, which was mostly just kind of portables and shacks, uh-huh. uh, they were not allowed to kill roaches because of bad karma. But they could kill, kill people? people? We'll get to it. Okay. Um, and on this compound, how many dune buggies? None. Mm. That's not a good compound. Bad call. Bad call. Meh. Uh, they weren't allowed to do any personal grooming or maintenance. Ew. What's with these cults and the not bathing thing? Or They, they were overly bathing, <laughs> yeah. but it was just one guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's bathing enough for everybody. I'm taking too many showers. You can't. The water bill it is insane. so high. It's $800 a quart just to pay for the bill. I'm losing money on this. <laughs> uh, they were only allowed five hours of sleep per night. Uh, yeah. Those who were in the priesthood were allowed three. What wow. the fuck? Well, this is isolation yeah. and sleep deprivation. This is cult 101. Um, he would charge $2,000 for week-long meditation seminars where you would come stay at the compound. But then there were people that lived there all the time. Um, you would get one meal a day of what they called om food or shoko rations, um, which were just boiled vegetables. Hmm. So you got That's one meal enough. a day of boiled vegetables is not enough. Um, they slept in kind of like a tiny honeycomb structure of plywood boxes. And that's where they would sleep. And then they would work during the day. So now you've got people who are insanely overworked. They're underfed, malnourished, and they're losing sleep. And the only person giving them any information about anything in life is this dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a... It's a recipe as bad as holy hair tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, Asahara instituted Asahara instituted something called karma disposal or drop karma. Oh, that's like when you're done with your karma, so you bring it and then they recycle it for you. Right. They give it to kids who don't have enough yeah, karma. Yeah. Hashtag orphan. Don't. Don't. <laughs> please cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> uh, it was uh, called forced karmic removal is another name for it. Mm. Um which is where any minor indiscretion on the compound, any like tiny mistake was punishable by severe beatings. The belief being by beating this person, you were earning them good karma. And by earning someone good karma, you were doing a good thing. So by beating them, you were bringing good for both them and you. This sounds like something I would tell my little brother after I just was wailing the shit (laughs) out. This hurts you more than it hurts me. Um, Let's go for your karma. There you go. So, (laughs) the way they used to essentially punish people, they would hang them upside down and dip their heads into ice cold water. Wow. It's like the worst ice bucket challenge ever. (laughs) (laughs) Except the donations only go to bathwater. <laughs> yeah. Um, while hanging upside down, they would beat them senseless. Um, like I said. He told his congregation, I guess we can call them a congregation, that hurting your brethren is good for them. Uh, they also instituted solitary confinement. So they had small dark rooms, and the only sound or anything that you could hear was a television with recordings of Asahara played at a deafening volume. 
Jesus. Oh my God. And this applied to everybody, men, women, and even children, because some people who had joined the cult earlier were now married with children or they had joined as a family. Well, and they don't want them to sleep in solitary confinement. They can't. I know. That's my yeah. point. So that's why they play that shit right. so loud. So imagine if you have no sense of time, you have no sense of space, and all you hear is the screaming ramblings of a crazy man. Like, you would go insane. You would yes. lose your mind. That will break you as a person. Oh my god, yeah. Um, there's one guy who got out who was a child in the cult. He said they left him in there for about four days. Fuck. So he also was pretty fond of like separating families. Men and women would leave, live separately. Men were not supposed to have any sexual contact with their wives. Um, but Asahara was allowed to have sexual contact with anybody. Of course. You know. It's the cult leader way. Pretty standard. <laughs> um... They actively went after what they determined was the best and the brightest. So they would go after people like surgeons, physicians, nuclear physicists. They stole people from Japan's space program. Oh, my God. Um, Finally, one guy died from a beating where they had dipped him in ice water and continued to beat him and dipped him repeatedly to, quote, unquote, remove the heat from his body and cleanse him of his bad karma and he died of hypothermia that's awful it's pretty bad yeah so they were asked to give up all their possessions and live at the compound full-time and that's when he brought in the brain helmets what yeah so uh they decided to base a lot of kind of the ancillary mythology of their cult around isaac asimov's writings if you're familiar with i robot Mm -hmm that someone was like let's make this a religion okay (laughs) so they decided that scientists were the ruling class of om shinrikyo and so asahara let them start dabbling in human experimentation on those who were not scientists who were in the cult great so the first thing they developed was something called psi perfect salvation initiation they were skull caps so like a shower cap. Yeah. Um, that every couple minutes would emit a six volt shock to the brain. Oh my God. For the children, it was only a three volt shock. Oh good. You got to go easy on the children. Yeah, of course. Their brains are still growing. Um, they were forced to rent them from Om Shinrikyo for $7,000 a month. But we're convinced that like if you didn't have this shocky brain helmet, you would not advance to the higher levels. Or you could purchase one for $70,000. Oh, I'm not really sure about that. I don't have that much money. Look, you gave me the power to break light bulbs. There's no light bulbs here. Ah. Ray Romano, we don't have a skull cap large enough for your giant head. That's not very nice. <laughs> it's or, your, just, or your nose. It's, it's just Kermit, but more confused. <laughs> That's how I do that voice. Yeah. <laughs> um... Enter Sutsumi Sakamoto. His name is literally Sumi. No, Sutsumi. He's a lawyer. Sumi. (laughs) Um, So around this time, uh, Om Shinrikyo has now been a cult and active for almost 10 years. They're at about year number eight right now. This is about 1992. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. 89. Looking at notes. 89. Um, So they've been official for about two years. They've been... Facebook official? 
Yeah. <laughs> They've been Facebook official and tax official for two years. <laughs> They've been um, non-mountain wizard official for five years. And they have been not drinking orange water for eight years. What if orange water was just his bath water? This I know whole I was time? thinking that it probably was. At this point, I feel like this dude has a fetish for just like making other people bathe in his yeah, bathing water. Yeah, of course he does. Um, so Tsutsumi Sakamoto um, was a successful lawyer, and he had started to meet with people whose family members were inside the Om Shinrikyo cult, and they wanted to get them out. So he kind of infiltrated the cult and was trying to find ways to prove that Asahara was not what he said, which part of me is like, dude, you don't need to, you don't need to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we know. <laughs> um, but in 1989, he was persuade, he was successful in persuading Om Shinrikyo leader Shogo Asahara to submit to a blood test for the quote unquote special power that the leader claimed was pr- was present throughout his body. Hey, you know, usually a charge for this, they buy it by the spoonful and yeah. they eat it. <laughs> they uh, eat you're it. getting this for free. Yep. No, I'm pretty sure he bought it, actually. <laughs> I couldn't find for sure, but I think that's how he got it. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't... I Again, I don't know for sure. Um, another thing I found, apparently blood types are very significant in Japanese culture. And within Om Shinrikyo, they had kind of decided that anyone with an O blood type is untrustworthy. That's a lot of people. That's the most common blood type. They would trust me. Mine's super rare. Are you AB negative? I'm A negative. A negative. Interesting. I think mm-hmm. I'm that universal donor. I'm O positive, a universal donor. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. What's up? I am um, a special flower. Can't you only take blood from other, yes. like, A negative or something? Yeah, something like that. Or AB negative. AB negative is also a universal donor for A negative yeah. and AB negative. Yeah. So it sounds like she can't even get the right blood. She can't even eat gluten. What I is think, your point? I don't know. I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Sakamoto wanted to get the blood DNA tested. And, of course... Shoko Asahara knows that there's nothing special about his blood. And he knows that a disclosure that nothing special about his blood could be really embarrassing and problematic for the cult. Sure. Um, Right around that same time, the Tokyo Broadcasting System taped an interview with Sakamoto um, where he was basically talking about how he did not believe in Om Shinrikyo and how he was pretty sure that the DNA test was going to be conclusive. Mm-hmm. That there was nothing special. Um, however, the network secretly showed a video of the interview to... Oh, no. ...a couple members of Om Shinrikyo without Sakamoto's knowledge. So, at that point, the Om Shinrikyo officials tried to pressure the Tokyo Broadcasting System to cancel the planned broadcast. Um, they weren't successful. Several days later... On November 3rd, 1989. You're telling me a bunch of just sleep-deprived, steamed, vegetable-eating, crazy people were like, Hey, you can't show this! And they were like, no! (laughs) We're Uh, gonna show it! So, five members of Om Shinrikyo, Hideo Murai, uh, which was one of the chief scientists, Satoru Hashimoto, their martial arts master. What? Yep. What? You heard me. Martial arts. Okay. Tomasa Nakagawa mm-hmm. and Kazuaki Okazaki. 
They all drove to Yokohama where Mr. Sakamoto lived. Oh, no. no. They carried a pouch with 14 hypodermic syringes and a supply of potassium chloride. Oh, fuck. According to court testimony provided by them later, they planned to use the chemical substance to kidnap Sakamoto from Yokohama's Shinkansen train station. But, turned out, that day was a holiday. Which they didn't realize because they'd been fucking living in a compound. So he didn't go to work. He slept in with his family at home. So at 3 a.m., the group entered their apartment through a locked door. Which is why I always lock my doors. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god. Um, Tsutsumi Sakamoto was struck on the head with a hammer. His wife, Sakoto Sakamoto, was beaten. <gasps> and their one-year-old infant son, no. Tatsuhiku Sakamoto, was injected with the <gasps> potassium chloride. God. And then smothered with a cloth. Oh my god. The two adults, even though they'd been beaten and hit with a hammer, continued to struggle and fight. I bet. And one of them, um, the wife, Sakoto, was injected with the potassium chloride and died from the poison. Uh, Tsutsumi Sakamoto also was injected but kept fighting. Wow. He eventually died of strangulation. It took almost all five of them. Wow. It's adrenaline. Yeah. That was adrenaline and also them being weak ass nerves. Well, yeah, yeah. They only ate vegetables. Yeah. I'm like, they're, yes. And I'm sure that guy said he was a martial arts expert, but he just looked around and went, Compared well, to these dudes. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 Big man on campus. <laughs> Look well, who's got sight in his right eye, if you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, so it's incredibly sad. Um, yeah. But they fought basically the whole time. Uh, the family's remains were placed in metal drums and hidden in three separate rural areas in three different prefectures. So basically three different parts yeah. of Japan. Um, metal drums would become like a staple for burials within this cult. They were constantly storing bodily remains of metal drums. Oh my god. Um, they spread the bodies out so in case any of the bodies were found, police might not link the three murders. In fact, the Sakamoto family was just missing for another six years. Oh my god. Because it wasn't until after the cult kind of collapsed that they were able to actually get court testimony about what happened. Oh my god. Their bed sheets were burned and the tools were dropped in the ocean. All the syringes and the hammers and everything. Uh, they smashed all of their teeth <gasps> so that they wouldn't be identified by dental work. Right. Um, and I believe removed portions of their hands as well gosh they couldn't identify them i okay i don't want to encourage not encourage but congratulate or anything but they definitely did thorough they were thorough very thorough they yeah they did not want to get caught almost but here's the thing so did they i don't know if this information is readily available but did they like replace the sheets and try and make it look like not a break-in no no it was it was totally everyone thought it was a break-in and that they'd been kidnapped and then there was just no oh okay so they did think gone yeah no everyone was just like they were kidnapped they're missing no one knows where they are and then six years later in the trials after the end of the cult it came out jesus awful yeah fucking despicable man yeah 
Um, around this time, Om Shinrikyo also uh, started to participate in activities like extortion. So they had started to grow and build some of their own hospitals where they could test on cult members, but also patients, because a large number of their cult were physicians or surgeons. Um, so they would bring patients into the hospital and then charge them just exorbitant medical bills and not allow them to be released unless they paid them. Or they'd get experimented on, essentially. Oh <laughs> like, give us your money or we'll start putting shocky brain helmets on you. Um, around this time, their paranoia just grew. Yeah. So they started essentially contemplate assassinating multiple individuals who had been critical of the cult publicly. Um, so they targeted two heads of different Buddhist sects. Um, they also targeted a cartoonist who was said to have made fun of them and TV commentator Dave Spector. Um, they were all on Om Shinrikyo's assassination list and they actually ass- attempted to assassinate the cartoonist in 1993, but were not successful. That's insane. So you're saying that one ended up a draw? That one ended up a draw. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> um, at this point, Asahara was starting to reach peak paranoia. And yeah, he's attempting assassinations and he's already murdered three people, including an infant. And not... Okay. All three of these people are definitely innocent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person who you could make a claim against is somebody doing something good against them. And then a fucking baby. Yeah. That's... <sighs> That's awful. Yep. And if you're going to go to war... Gonna need weapons. Oh, shit. And that's gonna be part three. Oh, God. So, we've got a little bit of extra time, which is good, because we've got something amazing related to this cult that we were able to find. Um, This cult made a couple animes as recruitment videos. Yeah. So, we would like to play one for you now.超越人に気があるからである。今日はそんな神秘的なエピソードをご紹介しよう。And we're back. So we're going to be posting the links to this so you can watch it if you want. We just played a small clip for you. It's about 13 minutes long. Um, It is boring as hell. Yeah, it's especially boring if you don't understand the language. Yeah, if you don't speak Japanese, it's going to be... I mean, you can as you're watching it, you can kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah. I'm also struck by like... He's portrayed as being very large with two working eyes. <laughs> he looks like a Disney prince, and that is not accurate. Yeah, he's a handsome yeah. character. They also yeah. made his beard look better, but it still looks like shit. It's still weird looking, even though they improved it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's he's shown in the clip that we showed you. Um, he is 
basically explaining how he levitates out of body and can be anywhere at any time and has sort of an omnipresence. And they display this by him meditating. The spirit leaves his body, floats through the ceiling, and then just kind of does a couple, like, just like some some fucking flourish laps i'm gonna tell you the thing that bothered me the most about this is that because he rises up through the ceiling and kind of out through the top of the building of what is clearly an apartment complex yeah i'm like bitch you can't afford a house you got a whole cult paying you you selling your bath water for eighty eight hundred dollars also this is a cartoon that you're making exactly i'm like you charge two thousand dollars for two gallons of your bath water Get yourself a down payment. Come on. Or lie. Just tell your animator, like, hey, can you make it not my house? Here's the other thing, too. So he kind of floats, like, out of the apartment building and then over to what is clearly, like, an Om Shinrikyo meeting facility. Yep. And he's not there. Like, they're all there for a meeting and no one's on stage. Yeah. Just his weird ghost that they don't see. And And then so he leaves... And then uh, goes behind these people having a conversation about something. And then he floats back to his body, inside of his body, and then immediately picks up a phone and calls this woman and explains what was said or gives some insight on what was said or something to that effect. And she just like freaks out and then just looks like she's never been more satisfied in her entire life. Which like, to be honest... Like, I don't know how I would feel if all of a sudden I got a random phone call from a pastor that was like, hey, I overheard you asking for a tampon the other day. <laughs> like, just why would that? I'd be like, oh, you know, all right, like, ladies, they just wouldn't know. Ladies, ladies, let me explain this to you. All right. Your mans don't even listen to you. Right. <laughs> Imagine your mans listen and he ain't even there. My man. Listen, he texted me earlier today to ask when we were going to watch RuPaul's Drag Race because he likes to watch it together. That's a good man. He's great. Mine listens too, like, all too well. (laughs) (laughs) Here's absolutely everything that comes out of my mouth. (laughs) And even some of the stuff that's directed at a box that you think is your cat. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or you confused another object for her cat. Fuck. My peripheral vision is just not good. (laughs) You got bad. You got bad eyes. I do. Maybe I should join Om Shinrikyo. Maybe you should start Om Shinrikyo. Maybe I did start Om Shinrikyo. Oh, oh shit. Well, I, you tried to give me your hair away for free, so I feel like you're not, you're not in the right headspace. not great. Oh, Jesus. Well, like I said, we'll post the link so you guys can watch it. I know this one was kind of a downer because of all the, like, murder and stuff. Um, next week is going to be insane so for those of you who've been following all of our social media stuff next week we will be in san diego san diego baby whale's vagina and (laughs) we'll be taping the third episode of this series with robert timothy from the degenerate podcast We'll then be having a fan meetup after if you guys want to come hang out with us. Let us know so we can get kind of a head count and figure out how many people we're going to have. Um, And then Mondo and I will be doing comedy later that night. And you can also hear us on the podcast Muller She Wrote the following Monday. Yeah. So if you guys listen to Muller She Wrote, great. If not, 
and you're super into the Mueller investigation, it's a really awesome podcast. I highly recommend it. Do you guys think my inappropriate jokes are appropriate about cults? What if they were directed at politics? Oh, boy. Probably bad. Probably going to go bad. I will say I do have a background in political writing. That is, politics and history are my strong suits. I doubt that, but it okay. It sounds wrong. It Everything does. about it sounds wrong. It sounds terrible. But it is true. So if you want to hang out with us in San Diego, let us know. Hit us up on either the Facebook group or the Instagram or Twitter or the email. Um, just so we can know how many people are coming. Fairly certain if... And don't drink the bath water. Ugh, yeah, never don't. drink the bath water. And don't fuck with the gravy. Never. Fuck with the gravy! Bye. 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 That's going to be so loud. 